Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, now the show you've been all waiting for, Mr. 702 from Las Vegas is going to speak to you. Well, thank you very much. And of course, we're back here with talking with Mr. 702 from Las Vegas. And I mean, today's topic is going to be something you're looking at every single newscast right now. The relationship between Johnny Depp and uh, his ex-wife, Amber Heard. And these are two actors that supposedly were in love. And today's topic is going to be love. Because, wow. Love has stretched to a way that we can't even understand or comprehend what love is supposed to mean anymore. This story right here is incredible. The things that are coming out of the courthouse, because as you know, Johnny is suing Amber because of defamation of character. And, uh, you know, she cost him a lot. She cost him uh, an opportunity to be again in the Caribbean's Pirates of the Caribbean 6 uh, Disney canceled him because of this uh, accusation that's going on with Amber and Johnny Depp so this continues in court they're going on 14 days already it's amazing the things that are coming out but today she was on the stand her team was you know analyzing her situation and letting her be able to clarify and be able to explain to the jury of who she was and what she represented and how she was a victim in all this and you know as you all heard there's a whole bunch of uh, she said he said and right now these uh, professionals are not looking too good on either side so there's a lot of things going on in this case but it is a hard case because it's incredible the way they make it out to be like everything starts with love and all of a sudden in such short time love goes out the window and destruction hate and really just spousal abuse begins really really shaky story a nasty story i mean you're gonna hear things here that are very like wow we're gonna try to keep it pg for all of you so i won't let the bad words come out because there is a lot of bad words coming out of these transcripts when these lawyers are reading them and so are these professionals but i want to go to the first interview okay i want you guys to listen in we're gonna play that audio of her on the stand and uh listen to what she has to say of how it all began and how she became a victim when johnny decided to beat her up one uh one day let's listen in go ahead and play the record he shot me again like i wasn't clear it wasn't a joke anymore and i stopped laughing but i didn't know what else to do you know you i i i, I didn't know what to do you you would think you would have a response, but I, as a woman, had never been hit like that. I'm an adult, and I'm sitting next to the man I love, and he, it slapped, he slapped me for no reason, it seemed like, and I missed the point. It was that stupid. 
second slap, I know he's not kidding, but I don't know what else to say or do. So I just stared at him. I didn't say anything. I didn't react. I didn't move or freak out or defend myself or, or say, what are you doing? You're crazy. I just stared at him because I didn't know what else to do. And he slaps me one more time. Hard. I lose my balance. Um, at this point, we're sitting next to each other at the, on the edge of the couch. Or I was on the edge of the couch. And I'm all of a sudden realizing that the worst thing has just happened to me that could possibly happen to you. I realize that I, I wish so much he had said he was joking. Because it didn't hurt. It didn't physically hurt me. I was just sitting there on this on, on this carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet and why I was never, why I never noticed that the carpet was so filthy before. And I just didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I just sat there thinking, how much time do I have till I figure out what I need to do? Because God, did he just hit me? No, I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want this to be the reality. I didn't want to have the man I was in love with. I know you don't come back from that. You know, I'm not dumb. I, I know you can't hit a woman. I, you can't hit a man. You can't hit anyone. You can't just hit somebody because they... I knew there was no... I knew it was wrong, and I knew that I had to leave him. And that broke my heart because I didn't want to leave him. I thought if I got up out of that room, I would leave the best thing that ever happened to me. And I wish I could sit here and say I stood up and I walked out of that house and I drew a line and I stood up for myself. But I was just looking at the dirty carpet trying to will myself to get up, to walk out of the door because I knew I needed to. And I really slowly, I stood up and I remember looking at him in the eye and just looking at him, frankly, because I didn't know what else to do. And before I know it, he starts crying. And, you know, like, I, I had never seen an adult man cry. Um, I didn't even really see my dad cry at my grandma's funeral. You know, it's just, it's weird. And he's crying. Uh, tears, I mean, just falling out of his eyes, gets down on his knees, and he grabs my hands, and he's touching my hands, and he's saying to me, I will never do that again. I'm so sorry, baby. I, I put the fucker away. I thought I killed it, and it's it's done. I, 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 I thought I put the monster away, and I've done it before. It's done. But on his knees. And I... I, I, I didn't have words. I didn't know what to say. I just remember thinking that it was just, he was crying. He seemed so sorry, but I knew I couldn't just forgive him because I, right? That means it will happen again, no? You know, like I've seen the health class videos, like everyone else. And I got up in my car. I walked to the car. I didn't say anything. I made a point to not say oh it's okay or anything like that i just didn't say anything I got up i went to the car i sat in my car and i felt like i sat there forever i didn't want to turn the key 
I just leaned my head up against the window, and I remember just seeing my breath on the on the windshield, you know, on the the glass of the uh, of the window of the door, just seeing my breath and trying to will myself to have the strength to know what I should do in this moment because I was heartbroken. Incredible. What's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a... Wow. Let's go to a short break. When we come back, let's see how much this love lasted because soon divorce came. Let's continue with this saga after these commercial break. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I want to invite you all to listen to my show, Talking with Mr. 702. Every day from Monday to Friday. Don't miss it. We got a lot of hot topics of everything that's happening in Las Vegas and around the world. Don't miss it. Listen to me on Spotify or podcast, guidotv.com, and all my other social media outlets. Thank you. So, of course, divorce comes. Let's see. They get married. On in Los Angeles, February 2015, they get married. Love is in the air everywhere, supposedly. And then they get, they file for divorce. Okay, she files. Amber files for divorce on May 23, 2016, which means they were only married for one year. One year. This is amazing. And this is what they were going through through their marriage. Wow, incredible. But that's why the subject today is love. Is love still alive? Or is love just infatuation with a lot of hatred and competition between two human beings? I don't know. You be the judge. Let's continue with Amber's interview of today and listen in to what happens. Okay, listen to this. What happens with them? after just chaos occurs. Let's listen in. Let's go to the recording. Much against using cocaine. I was against the drinking, supportive of the sobriety, you know, but I'm 26 maybe uh, ish. And I, I wanted, you know, I had never heard of anyone making MDMA uh, like what I had I had done MDMA before, you know, I thought it's a lovey drug. It's a, you know, it's like a kind of, I never knew anyone to uh, get violent on it. And, um, you know, I thought, well, this is a relatively contained environment. Maybe this will be different. Maybe I can be a good cop and be part of the, you know, like I don't have to be the lesbian counselor all the time, as you would say, you know, I could maybe be the fun girlfriend. And I learned the hard way that that was not happening. <laughs> um, what happened? Well, we took, um, we took MDMA. I took a, a capsule. Um, it's like a powder in a capsule. I took a capsule and Johnny took uh, several. I didn't count, but... Um, you know, it's very different when you see someone take one versus a handful of something, but nothing seemed 
set any alarm bells off and it, things were going fine until um, until the flight attendant got involved. The flight attendant came by, was engaging with us. Uh, I, I don't think that they're really, it felt like it was before the effects of the drug um, took over, it was, so it was relatively quick, soon after we first took our dose, if you can say, and the flight attendant, um, Johnny offered her some, she of course said no, and then after some back and forth between them, Johnny convinced her that it would be fine, so she acquiesced and took uh, MDMA with us. It's and within you know a few minutes go by, and she, the the same thing happened um, that happened on the mushrooms uh, Hicksville uh, with the woman Kelly Sue, who I've told you about. Uh, flight attendant got friendly with me, but just friendly, just like MDMA friendly, you know was kind of, I'm a woman, he's a man, so she was naturally, I think, more comfortable with me physically. She kind of leaned into me and kind of sat on the arm of the chair I was sitting in. I mean, after all, she, she's on drugs, and um, Johnny uh, grabs, grabs her hand and tells her not to touch me, and she kind of reacts um, in a way, uh, like, you know, like she was defending herself and was trying to clar clarify and um, <laughs> grabbed her by the wrist and slammed it down on the table and told her he could break her wrist. And I remember thinking, I've heard this before. And that was a pattern that would repeat itself a few times. These things would happen in these kind of cycles where there'd be a certain element that would get filtered for a while, whether it's an accusation or a gesture, and that would be the thing that he looped on. I called it looped, loops. And he grabs her wrist and he tells her he could break her wrist. She cries instantly, denies it, is so apologetic. Go, eventually, he lets go. She goes to the front of the plane where the flight attendant, you know, normally hangs out and the doors close. And I don't see her much of that whole flight. <clears throat> uh, we land in Russia and I don't really remember, you know, any... There was, I don't recall any violence on the plane um, between Johnny and I, but I remember feeling this tension because I was wondering when uh, it was gonna aim at me because he had this particular thing about, well, at the time I understood he had a particular thing, a sensitivity about me and women because I had had a female partner. So I was feeling nervous, anxious, and um, I remember we had a very quiet ride, at least I didn't say anything, um, to the ride to the hotel. And almost as soon as we get into the hotel room, um, Johnny's accusing me of effectively having um, engaged that, uh, caused that. Um, I, of course, deny it, uh, point out what I thought was obvious, that, you know, we had given her drugs, you know, it's, wasn't an affair, wasn't, you know, and I'm trying to argue and defend myself at the same time, and um, at one point, Johnny just shoves me, like, I mean, just shoves, shoves me hard, and I fall back onto this glass table. Um, I catch myself 
on the table. Um, I don't know how some furniture got knocked around. There was a, you know, I, I, I'm trying to stand up for myself. I'm trying to stand up, literally. I'm not, you know, at this point, I don't even try to hit back or try to run. I'm in this hotel room trying to do my best to fight mostly the verbal accusations, but also I try to stay on my feet, you know. Um, at some point, uh, Johnny whacked me in the face. And I don't even, I don't remember feeling pain or like awareness of my nose or anything. I just, I don't remember thinking that. I remember kind of crying and feeling, I went into the bathroom and I, I wanted him to have a, like, I, I, I just remember wanting him to realize what had happened. I wanted him to kind of snap out of it. I wanted him to care. I wanted him to realize what was going on because a big part of this, I felt like he wasn't aware. There was a sense that he didn't know what was going on. Wow, what can you tell me about that? That's pretty incredible, isn't it? My question is, how does a stewardess, how does a stewardess get high and drugged out on an aircraft? Doesn't she have a very important job like to uh, know where the emergency exits are? That's a question you should ask. Let's go to a commercial break and when we come back, I'll give you my final thoughts about this case. Don't move. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. I want to invite you to listen in to my podcast every day from Monday through Friday. We got hot topics that we're going to be discussing and talking about from here in Las Vegas and around the world. You don't want to miss this podcast because it's going to be burning hot with these topics. Don't miss it. From Monday to Friday, talking to Mr. 702. That is certainly not the relationship that you want to be in. It's incredible. You know who I feel sorry for are the poor people in that jury box from Virginia. I mean, that's a nice little quiet place. And they're going through all this chaos right now of listening to these two people talk about. And I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it here PG. I mean, they're talking about cavity checks with a bottle. I mean, these are really disgusting disgusting thing these two individuals were into and wow Hollywood is just you know they're supposed to be the road models for these kids that look up to them with the movies that they do and yet this is what comes to light you know they're superheroes they're you know they're actors the people they look up to in the movie industry and this is what turns up you know it's a sad day and this is a sad case and it's just really, really disgusting of what's going on. But, you know, wow. Today's subject was love. Is there love or not? Apparently for these two, not. So let's end it here today because we have a lot to talk about because this is just getting hotter and hotter. Tomorrow, the opposing team, Johnny Depp's crew, they're going to ask questions. And this is just going to get uglier and uglier. And let's see what happens. Till tomorrow, everyone. Love you all from Las Vegas. Mr. 702, out. <laughs>